Alistair Dobson. He's had a very busy time, but it is the final game of the BBL off the back of a WBBL season. Um, it, he's, he's, he's a marathon runner and he's in the stadium. He's running around with about 100 metres to go. Alistair, welcome. G'day, Adam. Great to chat. What's, it, what's the overriding emotion you're feeling today? Oh, it's pretty. It's always excitement, like any competition. Grand final day is the biggest day of the year, and our competition is no different. It's a, it's a beautiful day in Sydney, and uh, I don't think there's any tickets left. So all that shapes up as um as a pretty exciting night and, a, and an appropriate culmination of what's been a pretty incredible season from our perspective. Well, that was going to be my first question, and the most important question, and a surprise answer that the weather's okay in Sydney. Yeah, well, given the season we've had, we've had probably the most weather impacted season in our competition's history with with washouts and, and rain at a number of games. So to wake up and see the blue skies is um is certainly encouraging. And, um, yeah, hopefully Sydney put on a show for us. Talking about encouraging, considering the, the weather challenges you had, particularly early in the tournament, how proud are you of how we've seen this resurgence in the BBL this year? Oh, pride is definitely one word, particularly on behalf of our clubs and our players and our broadcasters, everyone who is really passionate about our competition, both our men's and women's leagues. And I think... Um, you know, it's it's been a, a huge season. The crowds are up close to 30%. Um, the cricket's been great. Broadcast is strong. So I, I think we saw good momentum off the back of the final last year in Perth. And that really showed us that this thing's bouncing back. And, and I guess a year on, we're only further encouraged by that. And, and with some good summers ahead, um, you know, we, we, we're really excited by what it, what it presents and, and the hard work that everyone's put in to get us through what was a pretty tough couple of years there and, and to come out the other side and have this sort of momentum um, yeah, is, uh, is awesome. I know you'll have all your investigations uh, once the tournament actually does finish with your entire team at Cricket Australia, but have you got a gut feeling as to why we have seen such a, an uptick, particularly in attendances? Yeah, it's a combination of things. I mean, obviously the, the change of our competition structure to a 40-game season has played a role, as we, as we were confident it would, with, I guess, a combination of not only scarcity of matches, which means every game is bigger and more important than perhaps a, a, a must-see event, but it also creates oxygen in the schedule for players to, to perform, for our clubs and our events to be, to be stronger. So that's, that's definitely played a role, but not, not on its own, because I think um, you know, the, the work put in from our clubs on, on the events they put on, and I think you know, anyone who's been to a big bash game this summer can see it. It's the it's the highlight of the summer in terms of an experience for families and kids to come along and enjoy it. And then on the same token, our players are, are, are incredibly passionate about it. They respond to big crowds, um, and and they want to win and they want to play well. And I think it's a combination of all those things alongside the work that our broadcasters have done in promoting promoting the competition. It's a it's a three hour advertisement every night for the BBL on TV. And I think you put all those things together and and you have some momentum. Not, not everything's perfect, and there's lots of things. For us to work on, we're, we're very clear on that. But um, you know, in terms of momentum and, and a positive direction, it's, it's all those things coming together. One of the real challenges you had was having two finals on the Gold Coast because of the success of the heat, and then all of a sudden you've got to bring in a drop-in wicket, and you've got home uh, crowds having to travel an hour to get to, to watch the heat play. Um, it, but it seemed to be quite successful, particularly the pitch, which some of the dropping wickets have had their challenges in, in T20 cricket, but it seemed to be particularly good in the, the final where Josh Brown went crazy. Yeah, I think we had a sellout on the first night on the Friday and it was definitely a big effort from everyone to get effectively stand up a brand new venue just for the finals, which was a quirk of this season's schedule and, and obviously a, a symptom of the heat having 
such a breakout year and, and to have two games there allowed us to, to double down on our efforts there and you know sell out on the first night and I think you know, everyone looked at the wicket on night two which was which was the second game and um, and saw it was even better and yeah to, to see that innings live was was pretty phenomenal and um, it, it was a great showcase for, for cricket on the Gold Coast but equally the Brisbane Heat put on a good show wherever they go. So one of the, the challenges you've got moving forward and it's something that uh, our listeners talk a lot about is not having the, the key overseas players available for the final series. And I know that's a, a challenge that a lot of it is out of your control. But before we get to how we can potentially fix that, the fact that you've got a sellout at the SCG tonight, so that means 40-odd thousand to see a final, shows that there's still an appetite for the, for the BBL, even if the, the star players aren't there. Yeah, I think one of the, the true strengths of the Big Bash is it is a combination of overseas players, you know, the biggest name Australian players, but also the local heroes. You just mentioned Josh Brown being one that, that you can turn up each each night and, and, and a new player will, will, you know, make their mark on the game in Australia. And I think we saw last year in the final with Cooper Conley and, and Nick Hobson hitting the winning runs. No one had heard of them 24 hours earlier and overnight. They're national sort of, you know, superstars. So overseas players definitely play a role and there's work we can do there. Um, to continue to, to get them involved in the competition, and we and we saw this year again players come back from the test team and play a role. But ultimately, it's the it's the BBL, you know, stalwarts and heroes and emerging stars that, that tend to carry their way through. And, and as you said, with, with a with a big crowd tonight and bigger crowds throughout the season, I think ultimately it's it's all those things coming together. I talked to Todd Greenberg about this at the test match around um, the players' role. And I'm not talking about just the players here in Australia, but the players around the world, the role that they can play in helping change things to to have a little bit more clear air for the BBL so that they can stay for the BBL final series. Do, do you think the players have got a role in in helping put pressure on to make sure that there is clear air for all competitions, not just the BBL moving forward so we don't have this situation where there's essentially three T20 tournaments all taking place at the same time? Yeah, I think it's it's incumbent on everyone to to be working together. The players are passionate. I think what's what's been the case this year is the the players have, that have left the competition before the end have actually you know said they wanted to, they wish they could stay. And yeah, responding to the responding to the crowds and our selling point is not only competitive money, but but even more so the the crowds you play in front of and the stadiums and the experience they have coming. And we know the BBL is still a bucket list item on most global players uh, lists, I guess, and and. And it's, a, it's, it's everyone working together. The BBL is an established competition in this window and we work closely with the other leagues in and around us to try and optimise that. Ultimately, it's it, cricket going through a, an interesting phase, whether you call it an evolution or a revolution around uh, the growth of these competitions and everyone trying to, trying to find their piece of that, um, of that schedule and that landscape. And, and our objective is working with players and leagues, but ultimately all we can do is put on the best competition we can and, and, and pay the players as competitively as we can and and, and let the let the market forces do their job after that. And I think it's important to recognise that there has been a, a significant improvement in, in, I guess, salary caps for, for each team. Do you think that has made a, a difference in, in things? Has it made it easier to attract players? Is it, will it make it easier to retain players, do you think, moving forward? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a very clear shared priority in our negotiations with, with the players in the recent MOU that maintaining the competitiveness of the Big Bash globally was, was right up there in the top couple of priorities. And, and we had a, a significant uplift. We added a, an extra million dollars to the salary cap, went from two to three, which was largely designed to, to, to achieve just that, which was about a competitive global league. And uh, that's played its role. We definitely see players wanting to come 
Um, and there's things we, we need to consider around providing different mechanisms for overseas players. We have a draft at the moment that limits players to one-year deals. Uh, whether we have a look at that, provide some more certainty. I, I think the player market is no different to any other labour market where, play, where, where people want a combination of pay, uh, environment and certainty. And I think we, we're doing pretty well on those. And perhaps if there's, there's things we can dial up on, on one or more of those three elements, it's, it's no different to any labour market in that respect and plenty for us to look at. I like that. Pay, environment and certainty. That's I like that. That's good. Um, just one from left field. The the, the talk around potentially a, a Canberra team into the future, and I'm not sure whether that's a long-term vision, a short-term vision. Um, is that something that is realistic? Well, I, I think the Big Bash has always been known for its ability and willingness to innovate and evolve and adapt to competition, whether it's the number of games we play, when we play, and all those things. But the number of teams in the BBL has always been an interesting conversation that comes up from time to time. It's bubbling away. At the moment, that said, our priority right now is is finishing this season as strongly as we can. And we've also got eight teams in our competition that are only 13 years old, which in the context of, you know, leagues, other leagues around the country is still very young. So we've got lots of work to continue to do with our eight existing teams in, in embedding them in their markets and growing, you know, the next generation of fans. So we focus a lot on that. That said, you never say never to to the ability to continue to grow your competition. So we'll pick that up, that conversation up post post the season and, and, and see where that might lead. Well, Alistair, good luck tonight. Um, I hope it all goes well for you. It should because we've got two teams in hot form going into the final, uh, one from Sydney, one from Brisbane. So that's, uh, that's good as well from a, a national market point of view. And it's up to us down here in Melbourne to fix the Stars and the Renegades so they're involved next year. Yeah, no, thank you. Appreciate the support. And I, uh, I know the game's live on SEN tonight, so hopefully everyone listens in and tunes in. It is from 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Summer Time. Thanks, Alistair. Appreciate your accessibility as always. Anytime. Cheers.